Hey friends, this is Mario J. Radford. I'm the pastor of Growth Point Church, and this is our podcast. I pray that it connects, leads, and maybe introduces you to a growing and life-changing relationship with Jesus. Now let's go into the message. taking us into the presence of the Lord uh, as we continue to adjust and uh, learn better ways that we can come into your houses and uh, minister you uh, minister to you effectively um, let's continue to uh, lift up all of our teams as they are constantly strategizing and finding ways uh, that we can come to you and I want to thank them for their dedication and everything that they do those of you who are growth point uh, members and family connections already you already know that this is the time that we go into the Word. And this is a time that we already have our Bible confession. And you know the confession by now. Those of you who are new to our family, uh, maybe you don't know it, but it's going to come up on the screen. And I want to encourage you to lift up your phones, lift up your iPads, lift up your tablets, lift up whatever you got, uh, old Bible, wrinkled Bibles, whatever you got, torn pages, just lift it up and let's make our confession together. And let's say it. Ready? Let's go. This is God's Word for my life. I read it, receive it, understand it, and love it. I'm so glad I have what I need to grow. You know, I was thinking the other day, we're going to go to Luke the 19th chapter today is where we're going, but before we go there, um, I was thinking about um, if Shirley Caesar were here, and some of you are like, I don't know who Shirley Caesar is because y'all are too young to know that, or maybe you don't know much about gospel music, which is okay, but I want you to Google her and find out who she is. Uh, but I was thinking in this season, a lot of us are uh, struggling and we are being pulled in many different directions and at the core of it is trying to get us to have a tantrum and not keep a yes uh, not keep a trust in God and I want you no matter where you are what you're doing right now that you commit to saying Lord I'm still gonna say yes this doesn't look like this doesn't look like how I thought it was gonna look uh, this is not how I thought this season would be uh, but my answer is still yes I'm still trusting him I'm still honoring him uh, so I know this might be an old song for some of you but if you know this song I want you to just recommit recommit yourself and say my answer is still going to be yes to God I want you to just lift your hands wherever you are and I want you to join me and sing this old song come on let's say I'll say yes Lord yes to your will and to your way come on say I'll say yes Lord yes I will trust you and obey when your spirit speaks to me with my whole heart I'll agree and my answer will be yes no matter what say Lord yes come on let's say it together say I'll say yes Lord yes to your will to your will and to your way come on say I'll say yes Lord yes point to yourself I will trust you and obey when your spirit speaks to me with my whole heart I'll agree and my answer will be yes Lord yes we're gonna do it again come on take it up oh I'll say yes 
us, Lord, yes, come on, uh, to your will and to your way, I'll say yes, Lord, yes, I will trust you and obey when your spirit speaks to me with my whole heart I'll agree and my answer will be yes Lord yes come on lift your hands and my answer will be yes Lord yes and my answer will will be yes lord lord yes come on clap your hands everywhere everybody you want to make sure that no matter what you're experiencing that your answer and your posture remains yes lord yes i know i dated myself on singing such a traditional song in a contemporary church uh, but i want you to keep your mind keep your heart <laughs> glory 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 keep your keep your heart your mind keep it focused on saying yes yes lord yes lord yes lord um, if i was on a friday night evangelistic service i would say i got another yes lord in my soul <laughs> i got another Another yes, Lord. We just want to keep that, keep that, keep that. No matter what you're experiencing, uh, God is able to do more when you're asleep than you are when you're awake. Luke, the 19th chapter. Glory to God. Luke, the 19th chapter, verse 1. Um, we're going to start at verse 1, and I'm going to go down to verse 10. Hallelujah, hallelujah. <laughs> yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Woo! Yes, Lord. See, I feel like I'm in church with y'all. Yes, Lord, from the bottom of my heart, we're going to loop, to the depths of my soul. Yes, Lord, hallelujah. <laughs> Completely, yes, my, my soul says yes. So verse 1 says, he entered Jericho. Let me get out of that, y'all. He entered Jericho and was passing through. <laughs> Glory. And behold, there was a man named Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector and was rich. And he was seeking to see who Jesus was. Glory to your name. We say, yes, Lord. But on account of the crowd, he could not because he was small in stature. So he ran on ahead and climbed up into a sycamore tree to see him, for he was about to pass that way. And when Jesus came to the place, he looked up and said to him, he said, Zacchaeus, hurry and come down, for I must stay at your house today. So he hurried and he came down and received him joyfully. And when they saw it, they all grumbled. He has gone in to be the guest of a man who is a sinner. And Zacchaeus stood and he said to the Lord uh, in front of all these people, he said, Behold, Lord, the half of my goods I give to the poor. And if I have defrauded anyone of anything, I restore it fourfold. Verse 9 says, and Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house, since he also is the son of Abraham. Verse 10 says, 
For the Son of Man came to seek and to save the lost. We, let's go back to verse 3. It says, and Zacchaeus, this person, he was seeking to see Jesus, um, but on account of the crowd, he could not. <laughs> because he was small in stature. We're continuing our Hello World series, and I want to talk today from the topic of uh, curiosity in the crowd. Curiosity in the crowd. And um, if you can just say it, I'm, I'm curious, Lord. I'm, I'm really curious. I'm curious. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Um, as a child, um, I'm 40 now, but it wasn't long ago that I was a child, and um, some of you, some of your children are watching right now, um, but what I remember about being a child and what I noticed even in some of my nieces and nephews and those uh, that you're connected with um, is that the thing about children is that they're usually curious. Uh, curious about everything. They have questions about everything. Anything that is going on, uh, they have a question. Usually the, the overarching word that you always hear most children say is why. They want to know why this, why this color, why can't I eat this, why can't I watch this, why can't I say that, why do I have to say no ma'am and no sir and all these different things is always why. And um, you want to make sure that as we we grow, and I say grow, and I'm not just talking about older in age, but even growing in wisdom, that you don't lose your sense of curiosity, that you still want to make sure that you always remain curious in the sense of asking why. Uh, now, some people would say, now, you don't ask why to God, but I venture to say, if you don't want to know the answer, then don't ask. <laughs> but if you want to know the answer, ask a question. Uh, scripture says, if anyone lacks wisdom, let him ask, and God will give to him. Uh, whatever it is that you need, ask for it. And I want you to be curious, and, and this is what we find in this lesson today. And it's important, and important, I'm going a different angle as it relates to this particular story, uh, because in this time and in this culture um, that we live in today, uh, this world is now embedded, um, and it's not that it hasn't always been here, but there's a growing uh, popular group now called the nuns. And the nuns, and I'm not talking about uh, people who are in monasteries, but the nuns are people that are also identified with people who are basically um, saying that they're more spiritual, but they're not religious. They are uh, people who are not wanting to associate with any particular type of, let's say they believe in uh, God in the universal sense, but not necessarily um, in the sense of naming him as Lord and Savior of all, uh, the one God. It's, it's, there's um, this sense of there's many different ways, because if I were to lock down in one particular way, then that would make me religious and I'm not religious and I don't ascribe to organized things. That's not what I'm about. And there's this growing group of people that are really called the nuns who don't want to associate with anything. And what is, what is very alarming that we must know uh, as far as Christians are concerned is that sometimes we have become so comfortable in our own silos and so comfortable uh, in where we have been in our own little uh, lanes uh, that 
we are just uh, in a sense of judgment saying, well, these people uh, are just believing in anything and these people are not really interested in what we're interested in. And I would like to venture to say that that may not necessarily be the truth. Some people that are identifying as uh, those titles or those labels that I had mentioned earlier are sometimes identifying with them because sometimes they have come to us asking us questions or they have come to us that are Christians and they have tried to have a conversation or a dialogue and many times we have either shut them off or we have pushed them aside sometimes because of our own ignorance and I don't want you to cut off now and I don't want you to uh, displug, uh, unplug from this message uh, because I'm not really wanting you to feel uncomfortable but I do want us to really understand that there are people that are really wanting to know the truth and sometimes the truth might not look like what you think it should look like and the way of which someone goes after that truth may not be the way of which you went after the truth but if someone is going after the truth they are worthy of a conversation to be able to say what can we do to make sure that the truth that you're seeking is the truth that that aligns with something that's going to make sure that your eternity is set and secure I was reading the other day and one of the things that I had read um, in an article um, um, and it was alarming. It said that a lot of the, about 78% of the unchurched would listen to someone who shared what they believed about Christianity, but a lot of us are not sharing it. It says that the majority of a lot of churchgoers, uh, they are always, and we are always praying for opportunities to share our faith, but many of us cannot tell you the last time that we have shared our faith. There are a lot of us who are in congregation, these are some things that I were reading, and many times that we are in our congregations, and I say congregations, I'm talking about our assemblies together, and many of us us have said that we can't remember the last spiritual encounter that we really had, that we have come together and that we click even right now on or we hear messages. And, and for those of you who are streaming in right now, this might possibly be the sixth service that you have already watched today uh, because there are many different streaming opportunities that are available to you. And I'm not judging you for that and not saying there's anything wrong with that. For those of us who are part of a growth point family, this is probably the, maybe the only one that we have watched or the only one that we're connected to, but the, uh, the question is uh, that as we are watching these different things and as we are attending our different worship opportunities, is there anything that is sticking to us that is causing us to be more like Christ, is causing us to really grow, or are we like others who really are saying that we are not, we are more, uh, we're nuns, where there's nothing that we can really attach that is said that is really attached to faith or attached to Christ. I know that we say that we are Christian by what we are sometimes associated with, by what we do often. But I want to ask us, as we go into this message today, how much of what we associate with, and even though we're watching this right now, and even though we're hearing this right now, how much of this thing, after this broadcast goes off, after this message is done, after I've sweated, after I've spit it, and done all that type of stuff, how much it will actually resonate within us that we'll actually do something and actually walk into this different thing uh, called growth and walk into a discipleship journey when it comes to Christ because there are people that are around us who are actually just like Zacchaeus. When we go to this particular scripture, now I know no, last week we got caught up and we shouted a little bit, this might not be that one, I don't know, but, but I know when we think about Zacchaeus, Zacchaeus, this is a story about someone who was born a Hebrew, 
but he is not identifying as necessarily a follower of Christ. He's not identifying as a follower of Jesus. Zacchaeus was not someone who was identifying as a disciple. He wasn't identifying as a rabbi. He wasn't identifying as one of the ones who are in the temple or in the synagogue. He wasn't one of those, but he was one who on behalf of the government, he was walking around making sure that he was collecting taxes. And the reason that many people did not like uh, Zacchaeus, and not just him per se, but all people that were to collecting taxes, uh, as some of us don't necessarily like to file ours, but for those people, uh, they did not like him, not just because of what he did, but they didn't like him because he would also charge them extra. So he would get what he needed to get, he would get what was his, but he would also, he would get more and add more on top of it, so he would make sure that his, his pockets, or make sure that he had what he needed to have, so that he was basically walking around banking. But what was interesting about Zacchaeus that we find in this scripture that I really want to grab as far as curiosity is that Jesus was passing through Jericho. He passed through Jericho at this time, and there was a man named Zacchaeus who we find out, we, I just told you about him, being a tax collector, and he was rich. But what was interesting thing about, even though he was doing wrong from the sense of playing both sides, doing his job, and also manipulating the system as well, but we did find out that in the midst of him operating this way, and in the midst of him doing what he was doing, and being a tax collector, there was a deeper yearning that was inside of him that said there's something about what I'm doing that I, I, that's not necessarily right and I need a little bit more and I'm not sure what it is because the scripture says that in verse 3 it says as he and as he heard that Jesus was in he heard that Jesus was passing through it says that uh, Zacchaeus was seeking to see who Jesus was now we just learned earlier that Zacchaeus was not a follower of Jesus we learned that Zacchaeus was not a uh, he was not a, um, a teacher. He wasn't a rabbi. He wasn't a follower. He wasn't one who was walking around everywhere Jesus taught. He did not necessarily see the miracles that Jesus had done, but there was something about his life that said there's got to be something more than this. And I want to talk to everybody today that is either connected to a Zacchaeus or you might be Zacchaeus. That is, and your, your name might not necessarily be according to the masculine, uh, uh, masculine gender, but I'm saying there's something about you that even though you have your particular titles and even though you have your particular things that you do that people know for you to do these things because of who you are in the community but there's something deep inside of you because Zacchaeus was a tax collector and he was rich and there are many of us who are always we are we are impressed by people who are in certain positions and because we're impressed by them we're not necessarily looking through the window of their soul and seeing is there something inside of them that money cannot satisfy is there something inside of them? Is there something beyond their titles that they're saying, I'm seeking something. I need something a little bit more than what I've been experiencing. And I'm coming right now today to speak into the window of every Zacchaeus that is listening right now and everyone that's connected as we are opening up the entire world. I'm not talking about according to what the government says we're opening up, but I'm talking about the gospel is coming to you and coming to your house and coming to your ears right now. And I want you to open up your heart 
Zacchaeus. I want you to open up your heart because I have some ingredients that I want to teach you about what's happening when you start to seek things and when you really start to open your heart and you say there's something beyond this. There's something that I've not experienced before that I'm hungry for and that I'm desperate for and I believe there are some of you who are watching today that you are really hungry for something because even though Zacchaeus was on the wrong side of treating people wrong and on the wrong side of what his occupation was, there was still something that was pulling at him. There was something that was still grabbing him. So in verse 3 it says, and he was seeking to see who Jesus was, but on the count of the crowd he could not. The first thing about seeking, uh, first thing about being curious in the crowd or having that curiosity is that your curiosity, curiosity, I can't even say the word, curiosity can lead you to start seeking truth. It can lead you, and I've been talking about this the entire time, I just wanted to put a tag to it. That it can lead you to start seeking truth where you start to say, what is it about what I've been doing? What is it about who I am? What is it about who I am? What is it about what I've been associated with that might not necessarily be true? And there's nothing more daunting than realizing that some of the things that have been handed down to you are not as true as you have believed them to be. And now you're in this situation where you're having to unlearn some different things. And now you're starting to say, now what about that stuff was handed down to me because somebody else did it? And then when I start to scratch the surface, I realize that what they were handing down to me never even worked for them. So now I'm perpetuating a lie that was trying to be my truth, but it was becoming a yoke for me because it was not working for me and I'm having to now reconcile some things within myself and start to ask some real questions. And there are some of you right now who are watching that you're really on that fence right now. You're really in that season right now where you're really starting to ask some real questions and some people are getting nervous because you're starting to ask questions that are unearthing some lies that you have believed. And here it is when you're curious, as Zacchaeus was, he started to seek to see who Jesus was, but on account of the crowd, he could not get there. And I want to talk to every person who you're curious, but you can't get to Jesus because of the crowd. You're curious, but you can't get to him because of the crowd. You want to get to the crowd might be naysayers. The crowd might be some of your generational things that have been handed down to you. The crowd might be some of the church people that you might have known and that are now not necessarily in buildings, but now they live in your house. The crowd might be some of the attitudes that you've seen behind some of the people that you thought were so gifted, and you learned them, and you started to, to try to be a part of their life, and then you found beyond their gift there was a nastiness, or there was a, a, a dis, dis, uh, disassociation, or there was a, a lack of humility in their life, and it turned you off, and now you're sitting here saying, I want to see Jesus, but I can't see Jesus because of the crowd, and all of us have had crowds in our life. All of us. There was a woman who was with an issue of blood, and she had an issue of blood for over 12 years, and it said that she couldn't get to Jesus. She, she had went to many physicians, and she had went to many doctors, and she didn't get better. It says that she got worse, but she heard Jesus was passing by, just like Zacchaeus, and she saw that there was a crowd in the way of her getting what she needed, and the Bible says that instead of her staying where she was, she pressed her way through the crowd, and I want to encourage all of you who are listening right now 
All of you who are streaming in right now, all of you who are logging in right now, I want to encourage you, you got a word today. Press through the crowd. Press through your mind. Press through the blockage. Press through the different areas that are trying to keep you depressed. Press through sickness. Press through all the different things that are causing you to be distracted. I'm saying press through the crowd. Press through crowded judgment. Press through what they say. Press through what you heard. Press through it. Because if you want to see Jesus, if you got a need and you've got something that you need in your life, you got to have a relentless type of faith to say that I'm going to press through this season. And I want you right now. I know that you're going through. And I know that it might be difficult. And I know that you're longing for a day that might not ever come back. But I'm saying if there's anything that you need right now is to be like Zacchaeus and to be able to say, I want to see Jesus, but I'm not able to see him because of the crowd. And he said he couldn't see him because he was small in stature. Now I want to talk to everybody who not only do you not, are not able to get to Jesus because of the crowd, but you also feel small in stature. And that's not just talking about in size, but you don't feel like you measure up to anybody else. Now how could somebody who was rich, how could somebody who was lauded in positions according to the civil society not be uh, measured up to everybody else because sometimes you cannot be liked just based on what you're associated with. So he was not liked just based on what he was associated with. And I want to speak to everybody right now that you haven't done anything but be associated with something. And because of your association or your association or your, your connection with something or whatever it is that you're a part of, people don't like you just because. But let me tell you, just because you've been locked out, just because somebody's trying to push you away doesn't mean that you don't have an appointment with Jesus. Does not mean that you don't have an appointment with the master. Does not mean that you don't have to have you don't have have an appointment with truth. I want you to post on the comment section and say I still have an appointment. I know you might have to wait a little bit longer than other people have had to wait. I know that it might seem to take you longer than everybody else has taken. But now let me tell you I don't care how long it takes for you to get there. You're still going to arrive on time and the flight's not going to take off until you get there. So Zacchaeus was seeking to see Jesus, but on the account of the crowd, he could not because he was small in stature. <laughs> but verse 4 says, so he ran ahead. <laughs> it's, it's very important. I want to teach you this. I know these are very simple principles. It says he ran ahead. He, he realized that he couldn't get to Jesus because of the crowd, because he was small in stature. Now there are some of us who we would stop right there. Because of the obstacles that I'm facing, because of how difficult it is, I think I'll just stop. I'm going to pack up my bags, I'm going to take my ball, I'm going to get off the court, and I'm going to go home because they won't let me play. But there's something about desperation. Desperation will break all the rules. Glory to the Lamb. Desperation will put you in a spot where you say, I don't care what they say I can't do. I don't care what they say is going to happen to me. I have been too long like this to stay like this. They used to say in the civil rights, I am tired of being sick and tired. And you get to the point in your life where you are tired of where you've been. You are tired of how it's been. You are tired of somebody else telling you how it's been. You will get to the point where you will not allow a crowd or being small in stature to stop you. And it says in verse 4, he 
ran ahead and he climbed up into a sycamore tree. Another thing about curiosity is not only will it cause you to seek truth, but it will also cause you to be able to seek an encounter. Where you say, I'm so desperate that I can't stay in that because once I find out the truth, <laughs> once I find out the truth and I find out that Jesus is here, now I want an encounter with him because it's one thing for you to it's one thing for you to know what somebody else said. It's one thing for you to be able to testify about somebody else's story, but it's another thing when you can say for yourself, for every mountain <laughs> that he's brought me over, for every valley that he's seen me through, for every, every, every trial, everything that I've ever gone through, I can lift my hands and say, hallelujah, not based on what somebody else said, but it's based on what I said. Zacchaeus said, I feel Jesus in my my soul. Zacchaeus, he was there. He heard that Jesus was passing by, and he heard what might have, there might have been things that had been experienced through everybody and might have had other encounters, but he said for himself, I want an encounter for myself. And I want you to put in the comment section right now and say, I need something for myself. Thank God for what I heard through grandmama. Thank God for what I heard through my dad. Thank God if I didn't even have family dynamics. Thank God for what I saw on the news. Thank God for what I saw in Azusa. Thank God for allowing me to see Megafest. Thank you for what you did in this bishop. Thank you for what you did in that elder. But I'm saying those people are not around me right now. I need something for myself. Put it in the comment section. I need something for myself. So Zacchaeus, he ran ahead. He didn't walk to the tree. He didn't walk to the tree. He wasn't just parlaying and sashaying. He ran ahead because when you got a door that's been opened to you, hallelujah, when you got access that's been opened to you, because access does not have to always be open to you. You don't always have to have a chance. You don't always get an opportunity. You don't always get a chance. But when that door opens, and I want to speak a word to you right now, there are some of you that the door has been shut for a period of time. But I'm saying to you, while the door shut. Prepare. Get prepared. Get in position. Get ready. Get in line. Write what you need to write. Work on what you need to work on. Do what you got to do. Forgive who you need to forgive because the door of access and opportunity is getting ready to be open. And it's not time when the door opens to get prepared. It's time while the door is shut for you to be prepared because when the door opens, you need to be like a bull. You need to be like a horse that's been behind the stalls and say, I've been waiting on this opportunity. And I've been waiting on this time and that's what I believe Zacchaeus was doing. I believe he got so excited he ran ahead. He said I got an opportunity to have my own personal encounter and he climbed up into a sycamore tree to see him for Jesus was about to pass that way. Now it was so interesting to me and I know y'all were saying the same thing so I'm going to say what y'all were saying. So I was saying the same thing. I said Zacchaeus is rich. Why is he getting in the tree? Zacchaeus could have rolled up in a Bentley. <laughs> Zacchaeus could have rolled up in anything or a chariot of that time. I don't know what they have. He could have rolled up in a Maserati. I don't know. He could have rolled up and said I'm, I'm cool. Let, let, let me roll up. I got all y'all's money anyway. But 
there was something about when you're desperate <laughs> and when you want an encounter, it has a way of humbling you. <laughs> it has a way of causing you to do things that you would not have normally done. It causes you to be able to position yourself in, in places that you would have never gotten to before. I don't think that Zacchaeus was a tree climber before, but there was something about him getting to see Jesus that he said, I got to be at such an angle. Glory. I got to be at such an angle that I cannot miss him. I don't want to miss him for nothing. I want to make sure that our position in a way, and it says that the sycamore tree was low, that it wasn't, it wasn't too high for him to climb it. And I want to tell you there are some of you right now that you're waiting for an opportunity that you think that it's too high for you to get to it. But I want to tell you that the opportunity that you're seeking for is not as high as you think it is. But it's, got, it's going to be up to you to be like Zacchaeus, to climb up and to position yourself so that you can see what you need to see and get at the angle that you need to get at. And the interesting thing about this tree is that this tree was a tree that bore fruit uh, that was basically where poor people ate. So now here it is, a rich person, a rich tax collector. It's getting in a sycamore tree that is usually something that the, the poor people usually pick fruit off of. <laughs> so he's in a, basically a poor people's tree. A rich man uh, by wealth or by material status, but somebody who's poor in his spirit. Woo, glory. This man is rich in what he can have and rich in what he can buy. But he but but as far as his spirit was concerned, he, he was poor because he couldn't, his money could not bring him before the presence of God. <laughs> and this is a season right now that if money could have fixed it, we would have already been out of this season. But money cannot fix it. Money cannot do it. I know there's all different types of experiments. And I know there's all different types of research that is going out, but it's not just all money that can fix it because there are things that are happening to rich people. There are things that are happening to middle class people. There are things that are happening. It's raining on the just as well as the unjust in this season right now. But what we're finding out right now is what do you have when you don't have what you used to have? What do you have when you don't have what you thought you needed to lean on? What is at your core? What is it that will cause you to climb back up into the tree? Why do we need a tree? Because I believe that Jesus, well, it was a, I believe it was a symbolic of Jesus climbing up into a tree. Y'all said Jesus didn't climb up into a tree. Oh, yes, he was on a tree. The same tree that they wrote the song about on a hill far away. <laughs> Set an old rugged cross. It was an emblem of suffering and shame. Jesus was on the tree so that nobody else would have to climb up onto a tree. He took your sins and he took my sins and he took the sins we've done and the sins we haven't done and he nailed them and he made sure that they were on a tree so that none of us would have to be like Zacchaeus and climb on a tree again but Zacchaeus didn't know that so he got up into a tree because he wanted to make sure that he was at an angle that he would not miss Jesus he ran ahead glory ran ahead expecting to see Jesus he thought maybe uh, that he would miss him because he was an unlikely person or likely source that Jesus would not be coming in town to see. But in verse 5 says, in verse 5 we look and we see and it says, And when Jesus came to the place, hallelujah, he looked up 
And he said to Zacchaeus, he said, hurry and come down, <laughs> for I must stay at your house today. <laughs> so when, and Zacchaeus immediately came down, when you are curious in the crowd, because he was in the crowd, but he moved from seeking truth, moved to seeking an encounter. <laughs> and then he moved in this moment right here, it says, when Jesus came, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, hurry up and come down. Now we find out that when you're curious, you'll also know when it's time for you to seize the moment. Now what's interesting, I don't want you to miss over this part. I don't want you to lose it. I don't want you to miss it all. Because uh, Zacchaeus, <laughs> hallelujah, Zacchaeus had never met Jesus before. <laughs> Jesus had never seen Zacchaeus as far as physically before. But when Jesus got near where Zacchaeus was, he didn't say, little man, come down. <laughs> he didn't say, tax collector, come down. He didn't say, the one who's been hated, come down. He didn't say, the one who is small in stature, come down. What did he say? He said, Junebug, I'm sorry. He said, Zacchaeus, come down. How did he know the name of Zacchaeus? Because in John, the 10th chapter, in verse 3, it says to the gatekeeper, when the gatekeeper opens, the sheep hear his voice, and he calls his own sheep by name, and he leads them out. And I know you say, well, Zacchaeus was not one who was a follower of Christ. Zacchaeus was not one who was a rabbi. Zacchaeus was not one who was a describer. Zacchaeus could have been a nun. Zacchaeus could have been a spiritualist. Zacchaeus could have been somebody who was not trying to identify with Jesus. But I want to tell you, just because you're not identifying with him does not mean it does not mean that he's not identifying with you. Just because you're not going after him does not mean he's not coming after you just because you might not know his name does not mean that he does not know your name because every sheep is known by the shepherd and according to Psalms 139 we have all been fearfully and wonderfully made and I want to talk to you Zacchaeus right now and I want to talk to every nun and I want to talk to every spiritualist and I want to talk to people who you feel far away from Christ and you feel like this is not for you I want to tell you run run Run, run, but you cannot hide because when it's time for him to come after you, he'll be like he was in the Garden of Eden and he will say, Adam, where are you? I'm looking for you. And I want to tell you right now, when your moment comes, he will call you by name because he knows every hair that is on your head and he knows you for who you are and he's coming towards you. I want somebody to say to yourself right now, he's coming towards me. He's coming coming towards me. He's coming towards me. And not only is he coming towards me, but he's calling my name. He's calling my name. I know my, my Aunt Lois in First Missionary Greenville, Missionary Baptist Church in Greenville, Kentucky, they used to sing the song, Hush! Hush, somebody's calling my name. And I want some of you, wherever you are, I don't care what's going on in your life right now, I want you to speak towards every distraction, speak towards everything that is in your ear right now. And I want you to say, hush, somebody's calling my name. I know it's not my child. I know it's not my family. I know it's not my, I know it's not my friends. I know it's not my neighborhood. I know it's not my job. Because it's Sunday, and I ain't got no Zoom scheduled today. 
but hush for a second. Somebody's calling my name. I climbed up to see him, but I didn't think he would know who I was. But for some reason, he's calling my name. He's calling me out of depression, calling me out of situations, calling me out of despair, calling me out of heartache, calling me out of sickness, calling me out of anger, calling me out of frustration. I hear him calling me. He's calling my name. Hush, hush, hush my mind. Hush my circumstances. Hush generational curses. Hush everything. Hush all the articles. Hush all the different things that they're saying on social media. That's a lie anyway because they don't know what they're talking about. Hush. Somebody's calling my name. I hear him calling me. I hear him calling me. I hear him calling me down. That's what he's doing. He's calling you down right now. What's he calling me down from? Calling me down from doing things that will destroy me. Calling me down from things that are distracting me. He's calling me down. That's what he said to Zacchaeus. He said, come down. You climbed up to get an angle to see me, but you didn't know that your angle was only going to position you for me to answer you. You've got something down in your heart. You've got something down in you that is, that is a need that nobody can feel. You got something down inside of you that nobody can feel. And I want you to come down today. Come down from the tree. Come down from the tree right now because I got something to do. Zacchaeus came down, seized the moment. And it says in verse 7, hold on, verse 7 it says, And when they saw it, they, the crowd, Remember, he had to press through the crowd. <laughs> so the crowd didn't go anywhere. It says, and when they saw it, when the crowd saw it, do you think the crowd rejoiced because Jesus was coming to his house? Do you think that the crowd rejoiced because Jesus called him by name? No. The crowd did what the crowd always does. They grumbled. They complained. They gossiped. They said, why would Jesus do all of this? to come to the man who has, who has messed us up and messed up our community. He has gone to be the guest of a sinner. And verse 8 says, and Zacchaeus, what did Zacchaeus do? I'm through here. It says, and Zacchaeus stood and said to the Lord, behold, Lord, the half of my goods I give to the poor. And if I have defrauded or if I have done anybody wrong at all, I restore it four, fourfold. The last thing about being curious in the crowd, it will cause you to soar above your spectators. Zacchaeus could have turned to them and said, he came for me. Glory to the Lamb. He could have said, he came for me. <laughs> I was going to say another word, but I can't say it because I'm lying. He would have said, just uh, forget all of y'all. <laughs> if I was in the street, y'all know what you would say. Just forget all of y'all. He said, but, but there's something about when you have an encounter with Christ <laughs> that it will change you even if it doesn't change them. When you have an encounter with Christ, there's something about what it does to you before it does something to somebody else. Glory to the Lamb. It says that he turned to Jesus. Confess. You know, the Bible says that if you believe in your heart, confess with your mouth. That's what the Bible says. So he confessed to Jesus his sins, his wrongdoing. He confessed. That's what we don't do often. He confessed and said, if I've done anything that's been wrong. 
If I've done anything that's been wrong to anybody, now don't think he, had, he didn't have amnesia. He wasn't saying if because he didn't know he had done something wrong, but he was saying if in a state of posture to say, I know I've done something wrong. I know that I have wronged people. I know that I shouldn't have done it. And I'm saying to you because you called me by name. <laughs> you had an encounter with me and you want me. I'm now saying, Lord, in front of all these people, and all of y'all, all you spectators, I am willing to restore everything back to you that I took. You know that Christ is really in your life when you're able to humble yourself and say, I was wrong. You really know you've got an encounter with Christ when you're able to say, Lord, before we go forward, let me reconcile with everything I did wrong. I want to restore everything to everybody that I had done wrong. And the last thing in verse 9 says, And Jesus said to him, Today, not tomorrow, today salvation has come to your house. He says, Since he was also a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man came to seek and save what's lost. Once you confess, once you have that moment where you're able to be able to soar above spectators and confess your wrong, then he was able in his curiosity to end his whole journey with his Savior's response. Zacchaeus did not come to the tree, glory, he did not come to the tree for an encounter. He came because he was curious. <laughs> but his curiosity caused him to have an encounter caused him to be able to rise above things that he could not have risen above before and caused him to be able to have a savage response. And what was his response? What was the response that he got? That salvation, not money, glory, not money, but salvation, deliverance was coming to his entire house. Not just to him, not just to his self, but it was coming to his entire house. I'm telling you, Zacchaeus, today, those of you who are connected to Zacchaeus, or you are Zacchaeus, when you make up your mind, when you get in an angle, when you say, I'm desperate, this is as far as I can go on my own, when you get to that point, when he comes, he calls you by name and said, I knew you the whole time. I was waiting on you. You weren't waiting on me. I was waiting on you. I was waiting on you to pursue me. I was waiting for you to come after me. I'm telling you, this decision that you're on the brink of making right now, this decision is not just going to affect you, but it's going to affect your entire household. I know there are things that are going on in the community and things that are happening in the society, in the world, of which um, I, I don't even have the, the, the mind or the... the uh, intellectual prowess to be able to address all things but what I do feel I can address that is at the heart of God right now I feel I sense very strongly Zacchaeus come down you did all of that just because you didn't think that God would know you I'm gonna listen to this I'm gonna listen to that I'm gonna read this I'm gonna do all these different things because I'm seeking truth but I truth is not looking like I thought it was I'm telling you Truth will always end with the Savior. 
It will always end with the Savior. I don't care how far you go, no matter what you call it, no matter what you try to scratch, at the end of it, you're going to get to the same place we all are going to end with the Savior. When you, when you leave this life, when you leave this life, you're going to be asked a question. And I want to make sure that you answer it right. You're going to be asked a question. The question is going to be asked because all of us are going to stand before judgment. All of us are going to stand before the Father. And the question is going to be asked, what did you do with Jesus? Not what church did you attend, not who was your pastor, but what did you do with Jesus? And I want to speak to everybody right now, and I know you probably have some nieces or nephews that are just like, I, I, I was Zacchaeus. Show them this. All of us were searching for truth. There's an old song we used to sing. It said, I came to Jesus <laughs> just as I was. Ah, yeah, glory. I was weary. I was worn. And I was sad. But I found, found in him. You see, he says, Jesus said, I came for you, Zacchaeus. Why? Because you were lost. When you're lost, you do all types of crazy stuff because you're just looking for truth. You're desperate, Zacchaeus. You're watching right now. You're not mad at your, your family member. You're, you're mad because you're desperate. And you just can't put a, a name to it. But I want you right now, I want you wherever you are, I want you to just lift your hands. And I, I'm just, I feel really compelled to give you moments for you to run back to him. I just, I do right now, I feel really compelled. I, I know it's, it, this is not an emotional thing. This is a, this is a running thing. I'm, I want you to run towards him. I want you to run towards him. We, we, I have our a wonderful musician who's here, and, and he don't know what I'm going to do, and I don't know what I'm going to do, because I want you to have a, a moment. I want you to have a moment. Come on, just lift your hands. Lift your hands. I, I, I don't want it, this to become a watch party as far as a sense of I'm just gleaning and watching. I want you to have an encounter, Zacchaeus, because you can't go too much farther like this. Come on, come on, open your hearts, open your hearts, open your hearts, open your hearts. Come on, open your hearts, open your mind. Come on, Zacchaeus, wherever you are, you don't have to stay in the tree, but come on down, 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 come on down. Come on, come on, come on. You know, Whitney Houston did this, I believe. I love the Lord. Zacchaeus, come down. And pitied every groan. Come on, Zacchaeus, come down. Come on down. Come on down. Come on down. Come on. Come on down. Come on down. Long as 
Zacchaeus. Come on, he's waiting for you. And trouble rise. Come on, come on down. He's ready. I'll hasten to And it sounds like an archaic word. What it means is I'll run to your throne. I'll run to your throne. Come on, come on. I just want you. I just want you to have a moment. I want you to have a moment. I want you to have a moment. Come on, Zacchaeus. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, I stand on the opposite side of the tree. Now, Jesus paid the price on a tree. But there are many of us who still keep trying to climb back into a spot that you've already taken care of. So I'm praying for the Zacchaeuses, all of them right now who are trying to do whatever they got to do. And they just don't want to run to you. I want to run to you. Come on, I want them to run to you. I want to run to you. Come on, may there, may wherever they are, I want to run to you, I want to run to you. Oh my, I want to run, I want to run to you. May that be our heart's cry. This is the air I breathe. I want to run to you. We're coming to you. Saying that all of our ways, if it was just to build us up and to make us be better people, then that, that cannot be all there is to this. It's got to be something on the other side of this. It's got to be. So, Lord, we're seeking truth. According to your word, you are the way. You are the truth. You are the life. I pray, Lord, for everybody who's not saved. If you're not saved, repeat after me. Say, Lord, I was that Zacchaeus, or I am that Zacchaeus. I'm ready to come down. I need you in my heart. I need you in my house. Save me. Save me. I, I, I repent. I say I'm sorry for everything I've done. I need you in my heart. I need you in my life. I believe you died for me that I might have life. I believe that you got up that I might have victory. Save me and make me yours. In Jesus' name, I believe you prayed that prayer. You got born again. Come on, keep your hands lifted. Long as I live. Come on, I want you to experience them. And trouble rise. Hallelujah. I'll hasten to. Those of you who have, um, you've been the crowd that's been keeping a Zacchaeus away, get out the way. Zacchaeus needs Jesus. They don't know they need him, but they need him. Get out the way, crowd. Let them get to Jesus. Don't hold them back. Glory to the Lamb. If you want to connect to this church and say, I want to be a part of this family, Go on our website. We'll make sure that you get connected and you get plugged in. But I want you to know as I end today, Zacchaeus, I'm praying for you. I'm praying for you that you make the right choice. 
You don't have to continue to identify as I'm not that, I'm not this. You don't have to be any of this or that, but you got to get to Jesus. That's all I got. I don't have anything else. I wish I had something that can really make you feel better and make you shout you and emotionalize you, but I don't. I want you to know that curiosity, as they used to say, it doesn't kill the cat, but it can get you to Jesus. And I want you to get to Jesus. God bless you. I'll see you same time, same place next week. I want to take this time to thank you for your prayers, support, and generous giving that make this ministry possible. For more ways to connect, visit online at growthpointchurch.org. If you've enjoyed today's message, you can like, subscribe, share with your friends, or take a screenshot and share on your social stories and tag us at MyGrowthPoint. Until next time, keep growing.